Riley Sullivan. And I am Liam Sargent. We are from the Dog Course FYS here at Lafayette College. We recently interviewed Miss Christine Cohen about her dog Zoe and their relationship throughout the past year or two. We got Zoe um, in the winter of, let's see, 2019, um, and we adopted her from a agency out of New Jersey. This is in Mrs. Cohen's first experience owning a dog. I have had dogs my whole life. Um, I wanted to be a veterinarian and just have loved dogs and done all sorts of different things with dogs. Um, I've trained them, bred them, you know, just had a, a lot of different experiences with them. And um, I even had one Dalmatian that I put in commercials. Miss Cohen went an extended period of time without a new companion in the house. After years of begging from her daughter, they decided to get a rescue named Zoe. Miss Cohen explains how their expectations were for Zoe were completely off. We were really looking for like this companion dog that um, you, you know, can curl up with. And um, it took probably a good year to be able to actually take walks with her without her literally flipping over, screaming. She did not adjust very well at first. Depending on their background, some rescue dogs exhibit this kind of scared and feral behavior. As Lana from Lana's Canine Solution states, while out on walks, anxious dogs can end up slipping off the leash, so make sure to have a collar that prevents slipping, such as a harness. Lana from LCS also says teaching may be more challenging for these dogs since they may have gotten older without any prior guidance. Mrs. Cohen soon used her loads of experience to train Zoe and to get her comfortable in her new home and environment. Just a lot of work and consistency. And actually, like, one thing that I do, that I've done in the past with training is just expose it, like exposure therapy. And I did reward her with food and, you know, praise and stuff like that. After about a year or so, Zoe became very comfortable in her new environment and within her new family. Also, Zoe has bonded extremely well with Mrs. Cohen's daughter, and she has taught her various tricks. She's gotten so much better. She can... I take her on probably four or five mile walks a day and she, she does very well. Some, um, some of my neighbors have said that cause they did yeah. see the progression because yeah. she wouldn't even, you know, walk by their house or, it, or she's crouching. And now she, you know, she looks happy when she walks. Next, we asked Mrs. Cohen about misconceptions with owning and raising dogs. As stated in an article written by the Association of Professional Dog Trainers, Many new dog owners think that if a dog can't learn a behavior, he is stubborn, dominant, stupid, or a combination of the three. Mrs. Cohen's experience training dogs has taught her a lot, and she does not blame her dogs for their misbehavior in the early stages of training. I th think one thing I've noticed is just the lack of understanding of how consistent you have to be if you're training a dog. Mm -hmm. And misconception is just how much work it takes sometimes to train dogs. Um, some of them are very easy, but a lot of them is just consistency and behavior. And if you don't stay, it's like anything, if you don't stay consistent, then they know, they know exactly who, what they're going to get away with. When dogs fail to learn a task, the article says, it could be because they are not properly instructed as to when they have done the behavior correctly and therefore have no way of knowing what you're asking of them. The failure to train a dog correctly will lead to mistrust and your dog doing things you do not like. Dr. John Bradshaw, director of the University of Bristol's Anthrozoology Institution in his book, A Dog Sense, talks about trainers who promote reward-based methods and dislike dominance reduction training. These trainers believe that dominance reduction methods are based on a complete misconception. They fundamentally reject the assumption that because an animal is misbehaving that it must mean that the misbehavior is motivated by a desire to have a higher rank. 
There are many misconceptions about training, and with help from Ms. Cohen, APDT, and John Bradshaw, we named a few. Mrs. Cohen also explained how different her experience raising Zoe was compared to her dogs in the past. Mrs. Cohen finds that Zoe is more independent and prefers more alone time throughout the day. Strangest thing about her that as opposed to my other dogs that used to follow, like you talk about, like following around or, you know, what are you doing? What are you, nope, she will literally just stay in one spot until I call her. Although Miss Cohen and her family's experience is different with Zoe, it has not changed her perspective on what dogs mean to her. Miss Cohen recognizes that dogs experience the world differently than we do. Her understanding reflects the ideas of Alexander Horowitz in Inside of a Dog, What Dogs See, Smell, and Know. Horowitz writes, a dog looking around the room does not think he is surrounded by human things. He sees dog things. What we think an object is for, or what makes us think of, may or may not match the dog's idea of that object's function or meaning. The dog lives a separate life than us. They experience the world differently due to many factors. Ms. Cohen says people can have different relationships with dogs, but it should always boil down to the fact that dogs are different species than us humans while having similar social skills. You know, I, I know some people like their dog is their child and, you know, the, it just goes every single place and it wears clothes. Um, I've done it, used to ride horses and my dogs went with me and they were often working dogs. And I just, I love being around them. I think they're smart. They can do so many things, but I don't think of them as like my child and I um, care about them, but I don't think that they're the same as people. Like, I think they have their own needs and their own interpretations and things like that. I guess I just don't. So maybe a misconception to me is that people sometimes think that dogs are people, and I don't think that they're people. I think they're very different beings. Ms. Cohen's ideas echo those of Horowitz's explanation of the canine umwelt. The canine umwelt, in simplest form, is the idea that dogs have their own separate point of views, and the absence of this can lead to the anthropomorphism of dogs. While people have different ways to raise their dogs or how to, they treat them, Ms. Cohen puts her idea into a short phrase. Like just the fact that you can go on a walk and you have a buddy all the time. Dr. John Bradshaw believes we have an ethical obligation to teach dogs how to live with us. In his book, Dog Sense, Bradshaw traces this obligation to our earliest ancestors and their relationship with wolves. Bradshaw says, if humans encourage wolves to stick around by deliberately feeding them, then part of the motivation behind this might possibly lie in the apparent universal human trait of keeping animals as pets. Bradshaw is describing the domestication of wolves and its origins of human and wolf relationships. Also, Bradshaw mentioning the universal human trait of keeping animals as pets really makes you wonder how dogs became so comfortable living in almost human-like routines. We asked Ms. Cohen about her and Zoe's daily routine together. I'm a very early riser, so she's out the door with me, um, usually on a, a you know mile or so walk, um, usually before seven at least. She does stay in a crate when we're gone. Um, she's pretty good, but just for her safety, I feel better. She has eaten plants in the past, but she has like three different places and she moves basically one to the next in her time um, and throughout the day. So you know where to find her. Um, and she even will put herself in her house. She knows she likes an afternoon noon um, nap. And then when I come home at night, um, she's ready to go on her walk and get her food. And then she just moves around from bed to bed until you know, my daughter gets home or um, we interact with her or take her somewhere. 
Also in Dog Sense, Bradshaw mentions the idea of this Canid Toolkit. He states, It is the possession of the Canid Toolkit that was vital to the successful domestication of dogs, a story whose roots are in- intimately entwined with those of our own. This successful domestication happened because dogs are social beings like us, and they are able to form bonds across different species. Miss Cohen shares some final thoughts and an example of her and Zoe's close bond, but the quote also shows how human-dog relationships can be complex at times. She, I think she can hear a mile away her food dish being filled, um, you know, but she, one probably negative thing for her is that if I, she sees me um, get the shampoo bottle, then she's out. She's out.